Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. I am so passionate to tell you about today's show. We're going to be talking about Generation Z. Who is this Generation Z? Well, they're born after the millennials. It's from the period of 1995 to 2010. Who are they and how are they different? And how can you use this new information in the workplace? So the media has focused a lot on millennials in recent years, but it's time now to turn some of the attention to the millennials' future coworkers. These Gen Xers in the workplace have a lot in common with millennials, but there are also many ways in which the two generations differ. So that's what we're going to be talking about. Are, are you a Gen Xer or perhaps you're a parent or perhaps you're a boss or an, or an employer that needs to hire these uh, young people? They're coming into the workforce. Some of them are 22 years old now and just now entering the workforce. And this is what you can come to expect. So let's take a look at some of these ways um, that they differ from their previous generation. If you want to hop in on this topic, call us at 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. All right, so this generation is composed of those born between 1995 and 2010, which means that the oldest of this group is about 22 years old. They're just now entering the workforce. Hey, they're going to be a coworker of yours. They're going to be an employee of yours. And you need to pay attention to what's going on. You need to pay attention to what motivates this young group, what makes them competitive, and what makes them stay or leave, right? So it's affecting all of us, whether we're in this age group or not. So one key thing to know about the Gen Zers is that they are motivated by security. Why is that? Well, they're they're reeling from having their parents stress out over the Great Recession, which happened in 2008. Remember the financial crisis? It started with Countrywide, with uh, bogus home loans, and it just rippled into all phases of the economy. We had a crash. We had a meltdown. Um, the Bernie Madoff thing happened. I mean, you name it. People's uh, life savings went into the gutter. So, yes, they're motivated by security because they saw a lot of mayhem during these growing up years, and they don't like that. They want to create um, more of a financial platform that spells out security and stability. They've seen their parents take huge financial losses, and they don't want to be any part of that. So a significant portion of their lives, of the Gen Zers' lives, may have been defined by their parents' struggles related to the Great Recession. So while millennials are often seen as more idealistic and more motivated by purpose rather than a paycheck, this Generation Z may lean more towards security and money. This is a pragmatic generation, and they care about making a difference, but they are ultimately motivated by ensuring they have a secure life outside of work as well. So if you're looking to recruit members of the Generation Z, you may be able to tempt them with promises of job security and raises down the line because those two things are at the top of their list. What else is different about this Gen Z? Well, they may be more competitive. So as a cohort, millennials are said to be to work in a collaborative and a teamwork-oriented environment. They want to work in an environment where inclusion is a priority and where everybody works together to advance goals. Not so much, says the Gen Zers. On the other hand, they are said to be defined by their competitiveness. 
That's right. What a great departure. They want to work on their own. They want to be judged on their own merits rather than those on their team. So, wow, if your workplace has a team effort, you better look out. You better put some uh, things in place to help accommodate this type of personality because it definitely could be rocking the boat. Um, I would say... Let that person be the individual, and maybe they can communicate their uh, skills and traits to the team meeting after they're done with their brainstorming and their penciling. So, yeah, it's going to be two totally different trains of thought on how to run their business, how to run business. So, the Generation Z also understands that there is a constant skill development in order to stay relevant. Now, where did they learn this from? Well, I think they learned it from social media, meaning that the social media changes so quickly that what might have worked yesterday doesn't necessarily work today. So you have to keep reinventing yourself You have to be that Kim Kardashian, that Madonna, or that Beyonce, or whatever. You have to keep reinventing yourself to stay relevant. Otherwise, hey, there's 20 other people that are going to take your place. So they under the Generation Z group absolutely understands um, this need for competence and constant skill uh, redevelopment, okay, in order to stay relevant. So I think that's where they got it. So their parents likely taught them the importance of working hard. Okay, that's that's been um, an edict of all parents, you know, throughout the ages. That's nothing new, and that's a great trait to have, by the way. Um, their parents taught them that no one will hand them their success, also a good uh, directive, right? But this generation is not only willing to work hard, but they expect to be rewarded for it. So because they have that expectation, they are putting the extra spin on their parents' advice, and that is to stay relevant, to stay at the top of the heap, okay? So um, they're going to get rewarded on both counts for not only working hard, but currently stay on top. Okay, what's next? The Gen Xers, they want independence. Okay, so now the Gen Xers' independence ties into their competitiveness, but they generally like to work alone. So let's explore what that means and what it means to the workplace when we come back from the break. If you have just just joined us, you're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We are talking about Gen Z. From 1995 to 2010, that's when they were born. Who are they? What are they? And how are they different from the previous generation? We'll catch you right back after the break. Call us on this topic, 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. We're going to talk about they want independence. Hey, guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. 
The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women, too. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. We proudly rejoin our programming with the Men's Advocate Show with your host, Linda Gross. On KMET, 1490 AM, Smart Talk. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today, we are talking about Generation Z, the new generation that's just about ready to enter the workforce. They're 22 years old. Hey, they're going to be your new employees, your new coworkers. Yep, they're new people that serve the public. What are we to expect? All right, that's what we're talking about. All right, so the Generation Z people, they want independence. They like to work alone. Many of them prefer to have office space to themselves rather than an open, collaborative workspace. Why is that? I think it's because of the cell phone, really. I think it's because, you know, when you're uh, engaged in your cell phone, you pretty much tune out the outside world. Um, and especially if you wear headphones, you're even adding another layer of protection between yourself and the outside world. You don't want, you might be in a crowded area like a Starbucks or at the metro station or what have you. But that being said, you're tuning everybody else out. So when they're in the work environment, they prefer to work alone as opposed to the previous generation that likes collaboration, that likes an open workspace. You know, the Gen Zers, they're not into that. They just want to get the job done. So many of the Generation Z uh, group, they want to manage their own projects, and they want it so their skills and abilities shine through. So I guess you, you could say they're sort of like a lone wolf. They want to take credit. They don't want a collaboration. They don't want a teamwork effect. You know, effect. They want to work really hard, make their, their project or their presentation a step above, a cut above, so that their work shines through. And they feel especially weary about depending on other people to get their work done. So they want to take ownership of it, and they also want the credit that goes along with it. Now, this independence is apparent in the higher education choices that some Gen Zers make. So more and more of the Gen Zers are skipping higher education compared to their millennial counterparts and moving straight into the workforce. So what they would rather do is avoid the years of debt and try one of the newer, more affordable options. Um, you know, the previous generation, they might have racked up 50000 to to $100,000 in student loan debt with no um, available resource on how to pay this debt back. And... For the millennials, there's no guarantee that even though you have gotten this college degree, there's no guarantee that you have the job that goes along with what you got this expensive degree for. So, you know, the Gen Zers are absolutely not having any of that. So if they haven't been able to figure out that equation, the money slash college equation, um, what they have done is they've gone straight into the workforce and maybe that will help them uh, find a direction and figure out what is going on. Okay, I know a couple of millenn- a couple of Gen Zers myself, and they did exactly this. They went into the workforce for two or three years, then they decided, okay, what is my uh, motive? What action do I need to take, and how can I get there with the least amount of debt possible? And some of them have returned back 
to college. Some of them are not going to, uh, you know, prominent universities. And what they're doing is just maybe getting their education at a community college just to rack up those units and rack up some credibility, some educational credibility with their current or future employer. I mean, it makes an awful lot of sense. A lot of times you go into college and you have no idea what you want to do at the end of that term, right? And so you're just sort of going through the motions, you're taking all these classes, but you're not really sure of the direction. So I agree with the Gen Xers to a certain extent if you can revisit college at a later date. The problem is not that many young people are so focused and so directed to come back to school after a hiatus. So I have to give you guys a big hand for doing that because I know that that's not an easy feat at all to leave education and come back to it. So congrats to you guys who can make that happen. You're being really smart about this. So as an employer... You should not disregard a potentially great employee just because they don't have the certain credentials that you usually look for. So you might have to dig a little bit deeper. They might have all the skills that you need. They just might be coming from different sources other than higher education. All right. So don't toss, don't be too quick to toss out their resume if that's the first thing that you're looking for, which is what we've always been taught as employers. Look and see um, how they can meet the needs of your company with the skill set that they have. And you might be surprised that they're very educated, not on an academic level, but on an experience level for the task at hand. So, These are great employees. I think it's uh, something worth considering. Now, what else is different? Well, the Gen Zers will multitask more than millennials. And if you thought your millennial employees were easily distracted, always flipping between texts and emails, just wait until you start working with one of the Gen Zers. Now, these young people have always lived in a connected connected world and they're used to constant updates from dozens of apps so switching between different tasks and paying simultaneous attention to a wide variety of stimuli actually comes naturally to the Gen Zer so not a big deal Um, This can be perfect for a workplace that requires multitasking. So if you're looking for employees who can focus deeply on a task for a long period of time, make sure that's communicated to the potential Gen Z employees. And if you see them looking at their phone during work hours, don't assume that it will distract them for ages. They're used to spending five seconds checking for updates, and then they can easily return back to the task at hand. So this group of employees might start working on a document in the afternoon, open it on their phone on the subway ride home, and then pull it up again on their laptop while watching TV. So they don't have as much of a harsh delineation between work and home, which means that you're probably going to get more work out of them because they're also working in uh, post-work hours. So you're actually going to get more bang for your buck from from this age group. And, And this could change the workplace even more in the coming years. So um, I would uh, embrace and relish the fact that they're working more hours than the typical, you know, eight-hour workday, right? Because they're just going in and out of uh, being focused all the time, 24-7, because that's what their smartphone has taught them to do. All right, so... What else is unique about the Gen Z? Well, they are more entrepreneurial. So the Gen Zs are 55% more likely to want to start a business than millennials. Wow, isn't that a good thing? So, in fact, 
a full 72% of Gen Z high school students say that they want to start a business. I think that's amazing and commendable. And if that's the case, if a good percentage of these people actually do start a business, I think that'll be amazing for the economy and for society as a whole. So this can be tied back to many of their traits, especially the independence and desire for financial success. Remember, they are highly motivated and willing to work hard to achieve their dreams. So these budding entrepreneurs can make great employees, and they're likely to soak soak up as much knowledge as they can and take on many different challenges as they pursue their goal of starting their own company in the future. Okay. Um, What else is unique about these Gen Zers? Well, they want to communicate (laughs) face-to-face. Wow. Isn't that a departure? Um, The millennial generation wanted to do everything by text and and by cyber. So I I guess the Gen Gen Zers have worn themselves out and they really don't want that. They want the freshness and they want the ability to communicate face-to-face. Can I say hallelujah? (laughs) All right. So you may have just gotten used to your millennial employee preferring to communicate over email or some other cyber, uh, you know, over the Internet in some other way, but be prepared to switch it up again. So these Gen Zers like to talk face-to-face. 53% of the Generation Z said that they prefer an in-person discussion over instant messaging or email. So this can be attributed to the negative attention that they've seen millennials receive for their reliance on technology or because the technology that they've grown up with, like Skype or Snapchat or what have you, has allowed people to communicate with a full range of sound and motion instead of just instead of just text. So be prepared for regular in-person meetings with your Gen X employees to discuss their projects as well as their personal development. So not to say that you have to do it 100% of the time, but you do need to pencil that in uh, to the agenda to have a brief face-to-face meeting where we're discussing the ideas and the projects at hand. All right. If you've just joined us, you're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today, we are talking about Gen Z. They're born 1995 to 2010. Who are they? What are they? And how are they different? That's what we're talking about. If you are a Gen Z or if you know of somebody who is a Gen Z or you're in the workplace or you're a parent, you're an employer, perhaps, um, call us on this topic, you can do so, 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about how Gen Zers are the true digital natives. Catch you right back after the break. You've had a long day. You just want to escape the world, and you know just the place to do it. Round up your mates and head over to Henson Brewing Company, Burbank's premier craft brewery. Quality, complexity, and always easy to drink. We're open now. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Untapped. Henson Brewing Company, Burbank, California. Come as you are. Hi guys, you've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show. Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, real truth about women that'll change your life forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and if you want, to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. 
Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off? Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Now back to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM. Where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show. You're here with me, your host, Linda Gross. Call us on this topic. We're talking about... Gen Z, those born in 1995 to 2010, you can do so by calling 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. All right, so let's admit that Gen Zers are the true digital natives. So what that means is millennials have long been described as the digital natives, but they actually grew up in a world that was still full of landlines and dial-up internet. They're used to progress taking time, and they are just as confused by some of the newest apps as baby boomers are. So the Gen X, the Gen Zers, on the other hand, now they have been living in a world of smartphones and free Wi-Fi for as long as they as long as they can remember. So 92% of them, wow, this is an amazing stat, uh, have some sort of digital footprint. 92%. That's astounding. Um, So they easily fit between platforms and technologies and pick up new software very quickly because they had no choice. I mean, they didn't have analog versions of all these things. They were immersed in uh, current technology right from the get-go, right from the get-go. So their relationship to technology may have been even more instinctual than that of a millennial in their late 30s. So they had no choice. They had to adapt. All right. The Gen Xers, another difference, key difference is they want to be catered to. They expect that the workplace will conform to their needs. They are similar to millennials in this way, and they actually are fairly similar to boomers as well. So this attitude is having an effect on the workplace. In recent years, stars such as U2 and Bruno Mars performed at, say, for example, Salesforce's annual conference. A decade ago, a huge company would never have hired a rock band to appeal to young people. Now, it's pretty typical to have young attendees in mind. And there are some clear generational differences between millennials and the young people just entering the workforce today. Of course, every member of a generation is an individual and will have their own unique traits. But keeping these generalizations in mind could help you prepare to welcome this new generation to the working world. All right, so what are some of the other differences between the two generations? Well, millennials love their brands. Gen Zers are terrified of college debt. And let's go into some of the other differences as well. The Gen Zers believe themselves to be social justice-minded and more dependent on technology than millennials. 
marketers have noticed that this general generational cohort isn't as brand conscious as their peers and they tend to be Gen Zers tend to be much more frugal. So you know the millennials first memory might be using dial up internet and his parents were likely to be baby boomers and you know those millennials might have endured half of their life without any of the conveniences of what mobile internet offers today so millennials currently have been labeled as a result they've been labeled as selfish or psychologically scarred or in need of validation um you know killing everything from casual dining to bar soap let's say but now it's time for a new generation to take the spotlight and the heat so the gen zers are this newest generation all right so the marketing and teens alike have been happy to highlight the differences so here's what they have to say So because the millennials spent much of their childhoods without social media or smartphones, in fact, Facebook didn't even start to become a hit until 2008 and the first iPhone wasn't even invented until 2007. As a result, the millennials were not fully in- immersed in their childhoods and they kept depending on the family desktop computer to make things go. So the oldest millennials who were born in the early 1980s even made it to college using dial-up internet and oh my gosh, floppy disks and cassette players. So, you know, that transition it went from that to CDs and then Apple introduced the iPod and, you know, we were all aghast to be able to use a cell phone that could connect to the internet. So while Gen Zers, they don't know any de- any better. They don't know of a world without mobile technology. In fact, mobile technology is in the hands of practically, you know, infants and toddlers these days. I mean, you look around to a 2-year-old and they've got something that they're playing with, you know, a mobile mobile app that they're playing with, so the world is completely different now com- compared to the last generation. So, by the year 2000, the majority of American homes had at least one computer. Even though many millennials grew up using the internet, it was probably within the sole family desktop computer. But thanks to mobile internet, Gen Zers have a virtual computer in their pocket they're able to be online constantly in a way that millennials never saw when they were in their youth a virtual computer in their pocket they're able to be online constantly so as a result the gen zers they claim that everything in their generation is immediate since they were raised in an age of texts and messages uh, which can be sent in the blink of an eye This group is less patient than other generations because they're just used to having instant gratification. And the way their mode of communication is through social media and text, which definitely changes the dynamics of communication. So the millennials mostly grew up during healthy economic times but are now poorer than their parents. So less than half of the millennials <clears throat> less than half of the millennials think that they're better off than their parents were at their age compared to only 55% of baby boomers. So the millennials who graduated in the late 2000s and early 2010s encountered a depressed job market. and many also owned tens of thousands of dollars in student loans during their 20s and 30s they are still notorious for being overly optimistic 
despite their heady economic circumstances. That might be because they grew up during uh, economic prosperity, even though it isn't so now, that's how they grew up. So that's their expectation level. So millennials were, opti- were the optimistic generation that's often seen as being pandered to by parents and adults in their lives. So as a result of the economic downturn, the Gen Zers, instead, they learned how to be frugal. They, you know, do they buy nice things? Sure. Do they have a cup of Starbucks coffee? Sure. But they've learned to budget better and just, you know, maybe have one or two niceties and cut out all the stuff that they really don't need because they really just don't want to be in any kind of financial debt. They don't want to be caught in a financial um breakdown, you know, like a recession or what have you, and just be totally caught off guard and, you know, get themselves into a hole that they can't dig themselves out from. So the millennials were able to go through their childhoods without giving much thought to the then healthy economy. Um, The teenage Gen Zers are already concerned about it. So even though they're still in their parents' homes You know, it's something that they are concerned about and they're trying to plan for their future to see what they can do differently than the previous generation. So in a recent uh, business business insider survey on Generation Zs, nearly 10% of the teens said that the number one issue their generation will have to face relates to the economy and debt. That's likely because their childhoods were marked by this great recession. The oldest Gen Zers who were born in 1997 were 11 years old when the 2008 recession hit. So growing up during global financial crises, the Gen Zers are realistic realistic and mindful of financial issues and future career from a young age. Um, okay. And so as a result, they were more likely to work a traditional teen job. (laughs) Um, So when many of the millennials were still in high school in 2005, 53% of teens had a summer job. So the most common jobs for teens in 2005 were food preparation and serving sales and office support. So... The Gen Zers are more likely to earn money from a side hustle. So in 2016, 43% of teens had a summer job. That's down from 54% in 2006 and 65% in 1996. Instead, they have been busy studying or they've been doing a side hustle. So according to one study by Harvard Business Review, around 70% of teens are self-employed teaching piano. You know, that's a way. Or maybe they're making money off of a YouTube channel or creative ways in making a buck. So there's more of an emphasis placed on education and the time you spend there is seen as having more reward. There's less of an emphasis on individual work to get things. So the Gen Zs are more connected to interests and cultures around the world than millennials were in their teens. So the geographic location is not a problem, and it does not define who they are as Gen Zers. Um, Asian cultures like anime and K-pop is becoming more and more popular among Gen Zers. So content from the outside Content from outside the U.S. is increasingly normal for Gen Zers to enjoy, and that's all thanks to social media. Everything is immediate. Whatever is happening happening worldwide, you can see it trending immediately on your social media. So as a result, these Gen Zers become more connected on a worldwide basis. All right, we'll talk a little bit more about the uh, worldwide basis 
and Gen Zers when we come back from the break. Call us at 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. We'll catch you right back after the break. Hey guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Darn! Maybe you missed part of this show. Maybe you're still at work during the show. Maybe you heard the show but would like to listen again. Your problems are easily solved. Listen to any and all of Linda's archived shows at your convenience. Just Google SoundCloud, The Men's Advocate. That's Google SoundCloud, The Men's Advocate. The on-demand library is also available on the TuneIn app. Subscribe now and please share with your friends. Thanks for tuning in to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM, where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today, we are talking about Generation Z. These are these are the group who are born between 1995 and 2010. We're talking about who are they, what are they, and how are they different from the previous generation. So we were just before the break, we were talking about they are more connected on an international basis because of the advent of mobile internet if the if the group or the, uh, the group is popular on YouTube for example or perhaps uh, maybe it's a, a rock group or a music band that is popular on the internet you can follow their every move with their social media accounts and you are therefore connected so um, you're, you're more dedicated to international causes and, and things that you see on your phone. And it's just making the world smaller and smaller uh, because of their participation. So, yeah, we're going to talk in just a moment about what millennials tended to believe that a college education was worth. We'll get into that in just a second. But I just wanted to remind you that if you like our show, do show your love. There are many ways you can do so. You can listen, call, like our fan page, follow, comment, share, tell a friend, start with my Amazon link, download my app, and buy my book on Amazon. The book is Mastering Women, The Real Truth About Women That Will Change Your Life Forever. You can download it in about 60 to 90 seconds. It'll be right on your smartphone or your mobile device, or you can ask for the paperback version and they will ship that to you. You'll get that really soon. Um, a lot of my guys say that they love the paperback version because they really like taking a yellow highlighter and, you know, highlighting the areas that are relevant to them. And it's a key reference that you can come back to again and again. Practically every situation that you deal with with women, all those roadblocks, all those headaches that you deal with, they're all discussed in the book. Um, you're shown an easy way on how to untangle the mess that is created with women and how to be confident and how to get your needs met. Just read the book and all those problems will be solved. All right? Okay. Also, if you happen to have missed last week's show, 
we were talking about no sex for today's millennials. What is happening? The number of high school students who have had sex in 1991 was 54%. That number fell to 47% in 2013 and dropped again to 41% currently. And the portion, the portion who reported sleeping with multiple partners also declined from about 19% in 1991 to about 12% last year. So what the heck is going on with, with people's sex lives, with young people's sex lives? It's definitely being curtailed. You won't want to miss that show. You can do so from my free mobile app. Um, if you haven't already uh, gotten it, what you can do is just go to Google, type in the same name as the show, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross, and you can download it to your device. All right? Make that happen. If you haven't done so, you can also listen to us on TuneIn and SoundCloud. All right. So let's hop back into today's topic to round out uh, what is different between these two generations. So the millennials tended to believe that a college education was worth it, even though it meant student debt. Uh-huh. So in 2010, the amount of high school graduates going to college peaked at 74%. Um, I think that's a very apt word, peaked, because it probably won't be that high again. The reason why it got so high is more people than ever were able to go to college because of the advent of easily obtained student loans. Um, is it going to be harder to get student loans? Maybe. Is, it, is there going to be interest? from the high school students going into college, I think that number is declining. And like the Gen Zers, they're very worried about uh, accumulating that much debt in just a, a few years, and they're wondering, how on earth are we going to pay this off? You know, all the money that would have gone, say, to perhaps a down payment on the house has gone out the window. So there are less and less of the uh, Generation Zs and also the millennials who are buying homes. And as you know, home buying is probably one of the biggest economic economic factors that drive the economy. So when that's taken away and you're saddled with so much debt, you're just really not in a good financial place to have a fresh start, have a good start in your life. So I think that number definitely has peaked. And then you throw in, you sprinkle the Me Too, the Me Too movement, movement and how a lot of the, the college-age girls are you know, coming up with false rape allegations and sexual harassment allegations in college, I think it's just going to scare a lot of people off from, from going to college. Sad as that is, you know, I love studying. <laughs> I love learning new, new things. But I think the college scene is just going to have to reinvent itself because I don't think we're going back to those days again. All right, so... Three quarters of the college students graduated with debt. Wow, three quarters. So that means, I guess, one quarter of the college students perhaps had their well-to-do parents pay for it. So the average student loan borrower from the class of 2015, which is among the youngest of the millennials, owed $34,000, which is up from an average of $20,000 just a decade before. So it's a well-meaning but misguided belief among baby boomer parents that a good college education, no matter what the cost, was secret for success. Now, the boomers, you know, yes, that was the, the mentality. But the good thing about the boomers is when, once you got out of college, it definitely separated you from the ones who didn't go to college and you were more likely to get that that job an immediate job it's not like you were waiting you know 6 12 18 months to get your job and it's not like you had to get a job any old job that wasn't in your chosen career like the millennials have had to do because there is 
you know, too many college students, graduates, but not enough jobs to go in their particular field. So it was a big, big problem. So what worked back then does not necessarily work now. So one person was writing that neither of my parents received an elite education, but nevertheless believed that an expensive school was not a materialistic waste of money. It was the key to a better life than the one that they had. But Gen Zers are not buying it. They're wary of student loans, and they do want a different way to handle the situation. So the number of uh, how many Gen Zers are opting to skip college after high school graduation aren't available just yet, but many of them uh, said they're definitely worried about this sub subject. And it's also affecting where they choose to go to college. So maybe they might be choosing to go to a less expensive college so they can graduate with less debt. Or like I was saying earlier in the program, maybe they're opting to go into the workforce for a year, two years, three years, and then come back and then maybe pick up their credits in a community college, which is decidedly less than a university. So the Gen Zers are looking for options here. They're not stuck in one lane and good for them for, for, uh, for allowing that. All right. <laughs> Okay, so they're looking for other ways to increase their, their knowledge base, and sometimes the best way to do that is with on-hands experience. So a lot of employers, yes, you know, they're impressed that you graduated from a prestigious college, but they also want to see on your resume, do you have experience to go with their, with their job? So... I think you have to marry the, the two, maybe uh, study on the side, not on, a, on an academic le level, and get the experience. That might be the key to uh, the current situation. Thank you for joining us today. Join, um, join us each and every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Men's Advocate Show. Bye for now, and we'll see you next week.